Welcome to the St. Michael Fall podcast series. My name is Chris Garada, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is discipleship. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. A reading from the 11th chapter of John. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They were looking for Jesus and were asking one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? Surely he will not come to the festival, will he? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that anyone who knew where Jesus was should let them know, so that they might arrest him. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Here ends the reading. Today we begin a new series at St. Michael focusing on discipleship, a series that will cover two months this fall. We have been building up to this moment for more than a year, exploring the steps toward true commitment to Christ. We began with grace, that moment when you realize that God is real and that you are loved as you are. When we feel that love and know its truth, we can shift pretty quickly into gratitude. When we know God's love, we can't help but feel grateful. And that feeling of gratitude often creates a desire in us to do something, to respond in a tangible way. That tangible response is generosity, the third step in our path. When we know God's love, we are compelled into the world to be generous with who we are and what we have. For many people, the path stops with generosity. Being a generous person, helping those who need help, and contributing to good work feels good, feels like enough. I can sympathize because our world doesn't expect much more from us. We have been taught and are taught again and again every day that we should focus on ourselves, do good things for ourselves, love ourselves, and once all that happens, if we have a little extra to be generous with in the world, then we're doing really well. How many of us find that we are quite satisfied, proud even, when we've been generous in a small way toward others? Perhaps we spent an hour shopping to stock a food pantry, or perhaps we made a small financial gift to a local school in need. And in doing those small things, the world tells us that we have gone above and beyond what is expected, that we have been so very generous and should be rewarded for that generosity. And what's most dangerous is that most of the time, we believe it. Most of the time, we believe that our small moments of generosity 
are indeed exceptional. In today's Gospel reading, we hear a very familiar story. Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, three siblings, have welcomed Jesus into their home. Martha is busy preparing food for her guests, while Lazarus sits at the table with Jesus, likely talking with him and waiting for the food to be served. Mary, however, takes incredibly expensive perfume, a truly excessive amount, and anoints Jesus's feet. The house is immediately filled with the beautiful fragrance, but that good smell is not welcomed by all. Judas Iscariot, and in other versions, all the disciples, were mad that Mary had wasted the valuable perfume unnecessarily, rather than selling it and giving the money to the poor. Jesus responds with a very cryptic, profound statement. Leave her alone, he says. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Now, at face value, Jesus seems to devalue those who are poor, in a way. But perhaps we can read it differently. I see Jesus emphasizing the need for deep, profound commitment rather than small occasional acts. Mary has gone overboard in her adoration of Christ, in her commitment to Christ, in her discipleship. And I believe Jesus sees her extravagance as an indication of what she will do in the future. Put another way, when Mary gives everything she can, without any concern for what she may be able to do in the future, Jesus knows that her commitment is deep, that her commitment is real, and that, moving forward, Mary will continue to go beyond what the world thinks is reasonable, that Mary will be extravagant in her love for others because of her extravagant love of Christ. This extravagance, this commitment, is at the heart of discipleship. Discipleship goes beyond generosity because discipleship is a commitment made to follow Jesus without any reservation, without holding anything back. And when we make that choice, we are transformed. That transformation doesn't happen in a single moment, but when we choose to follow Christ over and over again, we will find that everything we are, everything we believe, and even the way we understand the world will change for good forever. This fall, join me. Join our church family on a journey that will push us, challenge us, and inspire us to be more than we think we can be, to be more than the world expects us to be, to be just who God made us to be. We were made to follow God, made to be disciples of Christ, and together, that transformation will change our church and change our world. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, and in quietness and in confidence we shall have strength. By the might of your Spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, 
where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.